Welcome to Cancelled. We are back at the beautiful, super professional, I can't recommend this place highly enough, permanent record studios here in, well, it's been rainy for like two weeks, Austin, Texas. Uh, we are boiling our water. Yep. Martha Kelly is here. How's your uh, water boiling going? Not bad. I don't, I have a small pot, but um, but it's fine. Yeah, it's pretty easy. People were like, I get that people were bitching, and the city did kind of go crazy. So apparently, we've been flooded so much here in Austin that the water filtration plant can't keep up. So they're telling us we have to boil our water before we cook with it or eat or, or drink it or whatever. So of course, the city acted like they announced that nuclear bombs were coming. <laughs> it was. I saw shells at HEB of like. People bought water. Yeah, I get that. You're buying water. It's easier than boiling. I understand. But then also, like, like the bread shelves were empty. And it's like, that, yeah. that's not part of this. Like, <laughs> you can just – there'll be food. Yeah. It's not – yeah, there's not shortages. It has given me a panic of thinking a couple years ago, out in the blue one day, I was – this was when I was still living with my parents. So, like, 2015 mm-hmm. – I had read an article about how one severe drought in California could cause food shortages. Right. So right when I was about to get in the shower, that just popped into my head. One day I'm going to look back on living indoors and having running water as a fond memory. <laughs> <laughs> and thought, and I it felt so cold and real. Sure. Chi- like chilling, not. And then I was like, is this a premonition? So anything that approaches anything like that, now I'm like, well, it's coming true. Yeah. It's time to start sharpening spears and getting yeah. ready to hunt for food. I will say this. I get where you're coming from. I take solace in the fact that I'm I of my age and then therefore your age, good chance we'll be dead before that happens. <laughs> like that's where I take my, my solace in. I figure that's going to be like 20-something years. I don't know that I got that in me. <laughs> Well, I'm 50. Right. So in your 70s. I guess. I mean, people live older and whatnot. But, like, also, if I'm in my 70s and we got to live outdoors, I'm punching my ticket. There's no way I'm dealing with that at 70. I'm yeah. just not. I know me as right now. And it's like, I've, if you told me right now I had to go camping, like, gun to my head, you're going camping or you're dying, I'll let you flip a coin because I'm not 100% <laughs> convinced either way. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not living outside. Yeah, I think um, I honestly do want to believe that we're going to turn things around. Sure, that's the um, dream. But, um, yeah, going to H-E-B and all the water was gone. And then uh, also – but also I I overreact because when there were six cases of Ebola in the United States in like 2004. Right. 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I got to learn how to survive. This is where <laughs> civilization is about to end. Sure. It's going to be like the stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very much, I get that instant, like, I'll have that instantly when when you see the news. And then, luckily enough, I'm be like, okay, actually, stop being stupid. Like, yeah. there's sticks of them. Although, the last time it was in Dallas, I feel like the last time Ebola was popping around, there was a, like a case in Dallas or whatever. And I was like, ooh, that's a little close. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be a horrible piece of shit. But when it's in Africa, it's easy to be like, yeah, all right. I'm not, well, I'm pretty far. I also didn't know, this made me feel less panicked when I found this out. I read it. That it isn't that there's no that the survival odds are low if it's treated. Mm. It's that the places where it's an epidemic, they don't have That's sufficient treatment. Gotcha. So I thought when it first came over before I read that, I thought one person gets it. Right. They explode they- with blood. <laughs> everyone in, in the place, everyone else gets it. And then we're all dead. Right. And also dying that way of just exploding. (laughs) Well, let's – I want to break this down into two things. One, I didn't know about the treatment thing till just now, so thank you for that. Secondly, do you just explode? I feel like Um, you kind of leak. Yeah, I guess I um, – I like this world where you think your people are just sick and then they just burst like I'm, a water balloon. Yeah, I wasn't – that's that's not accurate. You get – you it, from what I've read, you start vomiting and having diarrhea sure. and they're both filled with blood. Okay. And then um, as it progresses, like all of your blood vessels start to burst. So you are leaking blood yeah. and – but it's more the like – I would rather 
I would maybe rather take a bullet than have diarrhea publicly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a nightmare for yeah. sure. Or even – I don't even like – like I managed when I was still drinking and smoking pot to – Hold off on barfing in public, even when I had the spins horribly, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's just a I don't know it's a fear. No, I get that fear for sure. One time I was in maybe Winnipeg. I was somewhere in Canada at a festival, and I was like just walking around there in the day, and this dude came riding past on a bicycle, just full shit in the back of his pants, just like Ugh. wearing shorts, and it's just like he just. And I was like, I at first I was like, ah, gross piece of shit. But then immediately I was like, oh, that I have never felt worse for another person. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. What, you know what I mean? Like, he's got to get home. He yeah. can't take his pants off. He just has to pedal fast and hope I'm not looking. So, like, yeah, I oh, feel buddy. that's a total nightmare. Oof. Uh, you, well. You know who would not, but let's get off the Ebola. <laughs> this is not the Ebola podcast. You know who I promise you would do very poorly in a situation where society is collapsed and you have to, like, live outside? Everyone in paradise, because no yeah. one on this show has even the most minute, like, coping mechanisms yeah. or uh, ability to just sort of exist like a functioning human being. Yeah, they're barely surviving with all of the modern conveniences. Yeah, Michelle. All right, let's go, let's get into this. There's a moment here, like Michelle. We've had this issue where Michelle just doesn't know anything. She can't like right. work a wrench. She just has no basic adult skills. But there's a moment here, and I guess it's supposed to be played for comedy, but it just made me so mad. Uh, so we're in episode 11. It last we left the fun world of paradise. Uh, Michelle had accidentally maced a bunch of children at the <laughs> Nutcracker Suite. Uh, this episode, I have a hard time. I kind of I, I I like this episode, but I had issues in that I can't figure out. Clearly, there's some amount of a time jump, right? Right. Um, we come upon the here. The girls are no longer doing ballet. Uh, the 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 Jenny, the, the blonde one, the short blonde one, Jenny, Jenny uh, is a is like doing real estate for her yeah. mom, which you can't do as a sixteen year old child. I feel like right. you have to be licensed, right? Uh, there's all I know you have to pass tests or whatever. Uh, but they're all kind of splintered. The studio is in disarray. Fanny's clearly not teaching classes. Uh, a little way into the episode, we find out that Michelle has gone back to Vegas and she's living on her friend's couch. Right. Um, but I don't know how much time is supposed to have passed. I think it. I think that they got maced um, at the very end. So here's why I'm concerned. I don't know that the Nutcracker Suite where they got maced that last time actually happened at Christmas, right? Because they're in the summer right now. Fanny, when Fanny runs into them at the. Oyster bar, and they've ordered all that fried food. She's just so relaxed. I know it's the summertime; it's the time for eating junk food and blah blah blah. So it's clearly right. the summer. You would think the Nutcracker Suite takes place at Christmas because it's a traditional Christmas thing, and there's like Christmas trees and decorations. But I don't know that it did. Right. So some amount of time has passed, but I could, and not being able to figure out how much I found disorienting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I didn't know, and I still don't. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. There's a lot I don't know. Um, but I enjoyed – so Fanny is kind of in a place where she's like doesn't know what to do. And right. she is getting her – she's like trying to work on the house. I'm going to get a new kitchen. Truly has gone like more crazy than she had been in the past somehow. Yeah. She has built a like miniaturized version of her kitchen yeah. at a cardboard. But also it's still got full lights in it. And it's like you can stand in it but not well. She's talking um, about having dreams about gerbils. I don't. It just. Yeah, I love. Even though I think it's weird, and it also, well, first I love miniatures and model homes. Okay. So I did love that she built a little tiny kitchen in a box. But it's, did you ever have one of those things as a kid where like it's like a little kitchen that you can play in or whatever? Yeah. Well, more like our neighbors. Um, they had everything. So we would go like the – they had an outdoor playhouse. We had an outdoor playhouse that was there when we moved in. Right. But it, it was just – it stood empty for quite a while. <laughs> but the neighbors had like a little fake kitchen and all that stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I love looking at. But then a lot of times when we were playing, it would be like, why are we playing – 
cleaning. That's like the yeah. I've and seen. then boys are the boys are brothers who are running around and climbing trees. It just yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. that. No, but it's I, not you fun. Know, I, yeah. Like I remember, see, I had friends like our neighbor kids had a uh, one of those like mini playhouses or whatever. Well, they right. had two. One had just been completely taken over by bees. So that was like <laughs> just this like abandoned, it was like, a, like a trap house in this yard. Uh, but then they eventually got another one. And I remember like, and the girls were a little older than, like I have an older sister and they mm-hmm. had a, like, a sister around her, a girl around her age and there was a boy a little younger than me but we were kind of like the friends and the girls were friends. And right. they would be like, we're playing house so we got to do what they want to do. And it would be like, okay, you come home from work. I don't, I'm eight. I don't want to come home from work. What are you talking about? They're like make you like flipping plastic eggs in a frying pan. This is terrible. Can I go play with the toy guns I got for Christmas or something? It was really the the holy grail was the Betty Crocker Easy Bake Oven. My sister had one of those. She cook a brownie on a light bulb. But like it didn't. Our neighbor. I don't know if it was just what the toy is really like, or if it was just them. But it never. There was the packets of cake mix got ruined, and we, there was never any easy baking. No, it was, but we, we tried. Thought it was so cool. We definitely. My sister had one, and I remember a couple times cooking it, but it would always be like burnt on one part and then completely raw on the other side of the thing. Yeah, you're just cooking it on a light bulb. It's all yeah. it is. It's a very weird toy. Well, but I like miniature stuff and model things, but it doesn't make any sense that truly did that. And apparently, overnight. Yeah. Also. Um, how does Fanny all of a sudden have money for home remodeling? Very good question. She hasn't been able to pay her bills right. for I don't know how long. And she is doing like – she is planning to fully like rip out the kitchen and build a new one. Right. Moving the sinks and the stoves. That's like serious work. And she's not teaching any classes. That's also true. So how – where is this money coming from? Well, I mean I would like to think that Hubble left them money – Right. But that's also never really been – I mean, yes, we know they left the house and there was – I'm assuming some money for uh, Michelle, but Michelle obviously doesn't want to touch it. Yeah, I, got, I had a problem with that. I also had a problem – I have several problems with this episode even though I liked it. Um, we find out that Sasha is back from uh, Joffrey, the ballet summer school that she's been going to. But right. she's hiding because she doesn't want to go home because her parents are fighting all the time. Right. So she's like sleeping in Boo's broom closet or at the yeah. other one's grandfather's house. She's just like hiding all the time. Later in the episode, when Michelle comes back, she sees the first thing she does is she goes to the house and Michelle and uh, Sasha is at the house that Michelle is her old house. Right. And she's going to go sleep there because she's like, oh, she can't sleep at the one house. Like the, she had been sleeping in like the empty house that Jenny was trying to sell. But right. They're, they're in escrow. She can't sleep there. And then she was sleeping in the tall one's grandfather's house. But he's back or whatever. So she's yeah. forced to go sleep at Michelle's house. She's also got her uh, her friend, her boyfriend, Roman, is back around again, who I right. hate the second he showed up. And <laughs> for no reason, he's fine, but there's just something about him that rubs me the wrong way. Right. So she sees them when they show up, and, and there's a very emotional moment where Sasha's, like, moved to tears. She's so glad Michelle is back. Right. And the first thing Michelle does is just completely be an inappropriate adult with these children and let this girl just sleep in her house stay in her house with her boyfriend. This is not your, you, I get that she's upset and she doesn't want to go home because her parents are fighting, but you don't get to just go, okay, you can just sleep here and not tell your parents. That's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michelle does a lot of shit in this episode that I have a lot of problems with. She is very mean to her friend's boyfriend. Yeah. I didn't like that No discernible reason. So she's sleeping on the friend we've met previously's couch, the dancer friend. And the dancer friend is dating a significantly older man. Right. And there's a hint of, like, sugar daddiness initially. Where right. Where she's like, oh, he takes me to fancy dinners and he's got a brand new Jaguar. So there's a little bit of that. But then during conversation, she's like, yo, you actually like him. And she goes, yeah, so what if I do? Like, he's nice and we have fun and he likes movies and he's actually right. in really good shape and blah, blah, blah. And even after she tells Michelle that she's like, oh, I actually I actually do like this guy. Michelle still is shitty about it. Like, yeah. she's still shitty about how old he is. I get, Look, if you're 
40 and you're dating a 19-year-old, that's fucking creepy. She right. is a child. Like, she's barely not a child. I get you're 18, you're legal. But, like, that's – you don't have anything in common. You're right. Not, she has not lived any of your like, life experiences. That's weird. But this is, like, a 30-something-year-old woman. She can make up her own decisions on who she wants to date. Like, yeah. That, I, I, I don't necessarily get it, but, like, it's not – it doesn't seem exploitative in the way that it does when, like, yeah. a girl's 19 or 20, you know? It's also weird to me when people make fun of of old people for being old as if that is a decision anybody makes. There's <laughs> <laughs> something you decided yeah, yeah, are yeah. doing voluntarily. For sure. Like, And also, like, don't – doesn't everyone know they're going to be old You're one day? Also going to be old. And also – he doesn't come in and do like a bunch of old shit. Like they don't right. write him as a, he comes in. He's like, oh, my hip hurts or oh, yeah. I need my Metamucil or whatever. He just comes in from a nice night on the town with this girl that he's apparently treats well. And yeah. she's just like, ah, oh, this guy knew Jesus or whatever. And really annoying. And he's really nice to Michelle. And yeah. she's just shitty. She's also it. nice to Michelle, too. Yeah. I find that very annoying. Yeah. Um, Boo's mom is pregnant. I did not even realize the father was still in the picture. Me neither. Honestly, completely forgot about that. Never met him. Well, this is episode 11, and this is halfway through the season. This is the first mention that Boo's dad is around. Yeah. This whole time, specifically in the way that that relationship between her and the mom has been uh, sort of displayed in the show – I absolutely thought that she was a single mom. Me too. Right? She's the only one that picks her up. Boo also has a little bit of a parental role on the mom where she kind of has to try to take care of her, get her to eat better, that sort of stuff. Right. She takes care of the kids. So I just assumed, and out of nowhere, she's just, it's not even like, oh, the father's here randomly. He will be in the next episode. But she's just, she's pregnant? Right. Crazy. It is crazy, and her mom's really obnoxious about having to be on bed rest. <laughs> well, first, she's very excited about it. Right. She's just like, I get to have a cooler snacks next to me, and I don't have to move. Right. Uh, and then she lasts like six hours, and she's apparently just gone completely insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, that whole thing. And also, why is Boo like <sighs> – it can have been more than a few months since the Mace incident. Yeah. How is it that all these teenage girls are now responsible for taking care of their whole family? It's <laughs> very true. They are all in very adult roles out of nowhere. The uh, So Jenny is running her mom's real estate business somehow. Right. Uh, Boo is completely in charge of the household, so she has to take care of the kids, the, her younger right. brothers and whatnot. Uh, the tall one has to take care like give her is in charge of like giving her grant her wheelchair bound grandfather like medicine and watching him all day long right uh they're 16 what world is this yeah it's crazy it's very that's a very crazy episode um michelle is working in like outside of vegas in laughlin or something henderson she's in henderson uh, and she is an assistant for a magician. Now, the magician is uh, Luke's brother from uh, – oh. oh, no. I'm sorry. Luke's brother-in-law from Gilmore Girls. She is He's married to Luke's sister. Okay. Um, I think he's a Deloise. He looks like a Deloise. Yeah. I was trying to – there's something about him that looked familiar and I was trying to figure it out. That sounds right. Yeah. He's a magician and he runs a show called You Want to See Something, which made me laugh very hard. <laughs> Uh, there's also a moment like you want to see something is just a perfect shitty name for a magician uh, or a magic show. And then at one point while he's like doing his flair, he like throws a bunch of glitter out of his pocket. But he has the angriest face on when he does it. And I laughed for like 30 seconds. Just angrily throwing glitter made me really laugh. Um, but she is a, an assistant. And here's another time we're fucking goddamn it, Michelle being adult. So uh, – he tells her – so there's a moment where, like, I guess she's not in the best mood during a show or whatever. Right. Um, and, he's, he's, and he's actually kind of cool about it. He's like, look, I get it. You're an artist. I go, I get temperamental sometimes too. Right. Don't worry about it. He goes, but hey, uh, you forgot to clap. And he goes, what? He says, yeah, when I say you want to see something, you're supposed to clap, get the crowd excited. And she throws this pissy fit, which, yes, it's a, it's a bad show that you're stuck in. She's like, it's redundant to have a show name. You want to see something. They've come here. So clearly they want to see something, blah, blah. She goes on this whole shitty thing about it. 
you took the goddamn job. Right. <laughs> and he's not asking you to do anything inappropriate. He's not like you got to flash the audience when I say a thing or whatever. Right. You just got to clap. Just fucking clap. Be an adult. Yeah. It reminds me of when you have a comic who uh, – like takes a job and then like he's got to be clean and then bitches about being clean on the comedy show. You took the job. If you don't want to be clean, don't do the goddamn job. And that's what I felt about here. It's like just be an adult. Yeah. I don't – and that – she's – he was cool to her given that he – I mean how well could his life be going? That's where he ended up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's still nice to her and she's a bitch about it. But then also (sighs) – The size of the audience, how can the place be paying him, let alone enough for him to pay two assistants? Well, I have a question. Is the other assistant his wife? Yes. I thought so. I couldn't – I didn't catch if they said it for sure. But at one point he does say like, well, I'm going to go out and take – oh, he does. He actually does say now that I think about it. He's like, and I'm going to go have dinner with my wife because she claps when she's supposed to clap or whatever. Right. So maybe they're kind of splitting a check. I don't know. But with that small of an audience, oh, how, there's like three people in that how much could they even be getting paid that they would well, give ever, some to Michelle? Have you ever done casino gigs? No, I've never done Henderson, uh, Nevada. But I, I've done a couple casino gigs that paid me way better than they should have. And I think it's just because like they have they to – make a lot of money. They, well, I mean casinos print money, right? So they right. just have to be like – we need a thing in that room, and here's more money than you would normally get. But and the, right. sh- and the show's not going to be particularly good, but you'll make good money. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but that also casino did not look like it was doing great, regardless. Like even outside yeah. of the, the the room. And why did she? St- why is she there? Why didn't she go back to Vegas and? Be- well, the friend tell the friend does say at one point, "Well, I'm still working on getting you back into the show or whatever." So oh. she hasn't. She apparently couldn't get that old job back. And I get oh. her. And also I get the idea of writing her into this, like, she's kind of stuck in this place. Because the old, the, eventually what happens is Fanny comes back to try to get her to come back to paradise. Right. I will be bitchy about Michelle in that world in a minute as well. But I get the idea of writing her into this, like, she's backed into a corner. She's right. stuck. She doesn't like what's happening. And then she has to, you know, make this other decision to go back to another world that she's maybe not that comfortable in. Right. I get that. Who? What I didn't like. Um, let's get into Fanny. Fanny is uh, as she's going through, uh, like fixing up the house and trying to organize and whatnot. She, we see her a couple times watching these old videotapes, and one is a dance recital that Michelle is doing with the girls, and it's right. actually kind of. I thought it, it's to that. Uh, it's oh so quiet song. I thought that was fun. Was I don't. That, was that Bjork? That is a Bjork song, but that is not the Bjork version. Okay. I, I looked it up, and it's somebody okay. else singing it. Um, but it's fun. I thought that dance routine was good, except yeah. they do that thing again where Michelle can't dance for more than like 30 seconds without being <laughs> winded. Now, this time, I kind of feel like maybe the character herself is doing a bit. Like, Michelle right. is kind of playing with the girls. and like, oh, I'm old. I can't keep up with the young girls or whatever. So I think right. maybe she's playing. But she they've done it. In other settings with adults where she can't keep up like the tap dancing adults. So the bit doesn't come across as a bit because we've seen you already do it for real. Yeah. Um, So that annoyed me. I've said maybe I don't like this episode as much as I did. There are stuff I actually just genuinely do like. I think Fanny is great in this episode. Yeah. So she's watching these moments and kind of having these like, oh, I, you know, I do miss Michelle. She is good with the kids. But then we watch. The wedding video. Oof. Infuriating. I have never been (laughs) as disgusted. Now, what's crazy is we know the premise this whole time, right? She got drunk. She married him at this thing. We know that. Right. To see it, Hubble is a monster. (laughs) Am I wrong about this? Well, he's for sure – he – has a very distorted view of what is normal and acceptable with between men and women. For certain. At one point he says that he saw her on stage at least 100 times, but he only he told her he only saw her 60 times, so it wouldn't seem so creepy. Still seems very creepy. Uh, it's creepy for you to see anything 100 times. I don't... Like Except it, the Chipmunks movies. Okay, those are different. <laughs> but I would say a movie 
and a live performance are different. Yeah. And you're also not going there because you want to fuck Alvin. This well, is a different... <laughs> I mean, we, we hope not. I, I hope it never gets to that point where that's what I feel. Because not right now. Good. Um, so, but he is... So for for one, he exposes himself to just be a complete stalker, right? Yeah. That's what he is. You're, if you're going to watch this one woman perform because you're so obsessed with her, you are right. you're a stalker. This is not okay. The degree to which she is drunk, that they play for comedy, right? Yeah. She stumbles in late. She's, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. She knocks over the flower. She goes right. the wrong way. She got to run back across the screen. You hear her yelling them in the wrong room or whatever. You you are taking advantage of someone who is completely incapable of consent. Right. I don't want to say that it's worse than having sex with someone when they're drunk because I don't think that it is. But it's on par. It, I mean, it's hard to – here's my point. You tricked someone into marrying you when you got them drunk. Like, that's a light – that's a – that is an insane thing. Yeah. And to then actually, when you actually see it, it it hit me so hard watching. It, I was like, "This is gross!" All the like artifice of the of the like, oh, it's just he was madly in love, blah blah blah, goes away for me when you actually see the degree to which she's drunk and he's and he's having this. He's like talking to someone off camera and being like, "She just doesn't know how amazing she is," and Oof. blah blah blah. And it was so. It was yeah. All of that was just real it's gross. Really gross, and also. So she was in the chorus as a dancer right. with, like, what, 30, 50 other women? Something like that. It was a big stage show. And um, so she is in this chorus doing this dance with a bunch of other women doing the exact same dance. What about that gave him insight into who Her, she is as a person? None. Zero. It's just – it wasn't even like she was a, had a lead part – yeah. That he went to see a hundred times. Yeah, it's very true. And also when they first start the video, um, the guy the guy filming it says um, – oh, Hubble says to the guy videotaping it, I'm excited. And the guy says, you should be. She's pretty. But she had just like said dumb, drunken, sloppy shit and fallen all around. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he says. Does that not matter at all? He says such a gross thing here. Uh, in that line where he's talking, like right after that, where he's talking about, like, I went to see her a hundred times, but I told her it was only sixty times to see less creepy. He goes, "But look at me now, I got her." Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Got her? You might as well have said, "I like, I trapped her, or I, I caught her." Like, it's so creepy. It's gross. Also, that reminded me. He also says. He he says, "Look at me, I got her." Ducky got Molly. Yeah, that's Ew. not okay. Ew. How about this? <laughs> Molly didn't fucking like Ducky. Yeah. Let Molly pick who the fuck Molly wants to pick. And also, yeah. I'm not sure her name in the movie is Molly. That's the character's mm. name, so I yeah. don't like you mixing the universes. But whatever. Yeah, I had a so whole gross. showing that video completely. Like, I was making my. I've been able to just sort of like. Yeah, that's a real dumb setup, but I'll get past it and we'll just kind of focus on the world as it is now without Hubble. But seeing that, I was like, this is not okay. This is yeah. a very dark situation they're living in. It, uh, yeah. No, go ahead. No, that, that's, it was really gross. And like, um, how, how is anybody, how is he, it just, I don't, I've already said it. I'm and just I saying. will also say what's crazier about that is, so what, now that we've seen it and how we have our, our conversation about it and kind of framed it, what happens here is that Fanny goes – like shows up at the show, at the magician show. And uh, also I think in very, very like Fanny but also she's got a hint of uh, a Gilmore Girls character in her as well where she's just like, take this martini back and bring one back that has gin in it, please. Right. And then the guy comes back with a martini. She takes a sip. She's just like, no, just pass it off. It's like would be really shitty for a person to do in real life, but it's kind of fun to watch Fanny do it. Right. Um, and she comes back and she basically says like – she's being Fanny in a very fun way. I'm like, oh, I love the show. Like she's being like shady, shitty about it, but in like, yeah. in like a fun ribbon kind of way. And basically tells her that like you have to come back. 
like, why are you staying here? You're sleeping on a couch when you had like come home. She goes, that's not my right. home. And she's like, you have land. You own a house. Like, it's your home. You have a job. People that care about you, all this stuff. And she tells, basically says, like, look, your family, you have to come back. She's like, I'm not fan. I was married to your son for like a minute. She goes, well, that doesn't matter. Once you're married, you get family. We are inextricably linked. That's not a word. I just stumbled through it. Uh, <laughs> we are inextricably linked right. at this point. We, I'm going to be your mother-in-law for life. We are family whether you like it or not. And they basically have this argument where she says, like, well, you know, uh, you were so mad. You drove – like the town people drove – like chased me out with pitchforks and you wanted me to leave too. And she goes, yeah, I said some things that I was mad about. I was mad at you and I said some hurtful things. You do it all the time. What are you, 12? Someone's mad at you. You run away. Like, grow up. All of that I get. I don't understand how Fanny watches that video as that as Hubble's – like, is she – like I can only the only way it can make sense to me is that she is so disgusted that she has to try and just make it seem normal by bringing her back in. Because if I um, watched that video as his mom, I'd be like, "What the fuck, son? Did I raise?" Because yeah. this is not okay. Yeah, um, there. It's one uh, side note is um, Michelle. After all the stuff that she did, she should have been the one pleading with Fanny to let her come back, sure. not Fanny trying to talk her into it. Agreed. But yeah, I thought there hasn't been so far, 11 episodes in, there hasn't been a single thing to indicate why Fanny's son is such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, there's nothing about her that would make you go, oh, no wonder he was that he way. He came out of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Watching that video, why she isn't like, what did I who do? Is yeah, this? yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so weird. Also, there's a moment here where uh, she, where Fanny says, uh, or Michelle says to Fanny, she's like, "You blame me for you blame me for Michael leaving. You blame me for ruining the Nutcracker." Yeah, she should. You did both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely ruined the Nutcracker by macing a bunch of children. You you scared Michael off by overstepping your boundaries for the hundredth time and right. telling him shit that you had no business telling him. She should blame you for both of those things. Now, obviously, yeah. Michael's an adult. He can make his own decisions. But you definitely influenced those decisions. Right. Um, also, there's a line where uh, – this line I didn't get at all uh, – Fanny says that she went to she went by the place where Michelle is staying. She's like a very older man uh, answered the door. She goes, "Is he yours?" And uh, he's and Michelle says she's Tal- he's Talia's. And she says Talia's father. And he says and Michelle says Talia's daddy. I get it, sugar daddy. But then Fanny says we had a very nice conversation about Eisenhower and your hoo ha. What? <laughs> <laughs> she, I, I, I had to rewind it to double check that I heard it right. But okay, I get the reference to Eisenhower. He's older. You're having an old person conversation. Why are you talking about her vagina with this man that I don't understand? What? I That's totally, the, what else could hoo-ha mean? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, I means. totally missed that. I don't. I totally. Yeah, I must have blocked bull, out because it was so gross. It's very gross. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not even like. If it was her boyfriend, then yeah. maybe it could kind of be a conversation that they had. But, yeah, it was so weird. It's so weird. I did love that he got mad at Michelle for <laughs> eating his hummus. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I hate it. Uh, I when Almost as much as I hate the GOP, I hate <laughs> it when roommates eat or drink your groceries without asking. Sure. It's very rude. Particularly I mean, when she's going to eat all of it. And she just continues to eat it so disrespectfully in front of – he's yeah. like, oh, is that my hummus? She's like, yeah, it's good. And she just keeps eating it. So rude. And she just comes home, pours chips on the counter. Yeah, like a monster. Like, like get out. Get a bowl. You don't even really <laughs> live here. Yeah, that uh, made me so mad. It's also – they had arranged that night for her not to be there. Right. The girl, the girlfriend had been like, "Oh, hey, we're gonna have a first quiet night in. I might actually bake. Maybe you don't come home or whatever." Yeah, she comes home anyway because she had a bad night at the ma- the magic show or whatever. That annoyed the shit out of me too. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we have missed is that the news. So there was a news report on the Mason incident. Right. That someone did one of those like um, auto tune the news, turn it into a song thing yeah. about. That's gone super viral. And another moment where I'm like, how dumb is this woman? What world is she from? 
<clears throat> the friend shows her the video and she's like, what is this? Why, why is it a song? Fine, I get it. This is old. So like Songify the News was kind of, if you're not on the internet, maybe you didn't get it. Whatever. Michelle, as she's going, she's looking at it and kind of freaking out that a million people have seen it, picks up the laptop she's looking at and says like, what is this? And starts looking at the, like the bottom of the laptop and the back of the laptop. You are an adult who has lived in the world. You have a laptop. I could only assume she's the friend has to tell her it's on the internet. She's not seventy. If this was if yeah. this was Fanny, okay, I get it. She's old. You play the old person gag, but this, this doesn't make sense. It's such yeah. sloppy writing to me that I didn't, I didn't enjoy. I did. Yeah. I so. I do love the song It's Time to Dance. Yeah, it's, I enjoyed that very much. Um, but yeah, I, I noticed that too. Like she picks up the laptop like she's looking for where the VHS tape <laughs> went in. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I didn't enjoy that at all. Um, <laughs> so that's happening. And it does end. I did like the end very much. So she comes. So Michelle goes back home. She has that brief interaction with Sasha, which again I find to be very. She's like, can I? Sasha says, can I stay here tonight? And she goes, yeah, sure, whatever. That's not okay. It's not yeah. your place. All you, if any, if any of your experience up until this point has proven you any or taught you anything, it should be that you are inappropriate and maybe right. need to work on those boundaries. Um, yeah, you can't. As an as a fellow kid, you can harbor sure. a stowaway, but as an adult, you have to call their parents. Yeah, you can't do this. Also, you got the basically they made Fanny fire you so they wouldn't sue. And Fanny is basically saying, like, when she comes back, Fanny says, like, she goes, "What about the parents or whatever?" And Fanny's like, "I told her that you work here. I told them all that you work here, and if they don't like it, they can go to the other." There's apparently another ballet teacher in this town, which is insane. <laughs> I don't understand how there's that much market ability for this. But apparently there's another one who, like, she goes, the girls all end up with knock knees and PTSD or whatever. Um, so this woman has stuck, put her neck out for you, and you immediately betray that trust by being, again, wildly inappropriate with these people's children. You've been placed in a position of trust with these par- these people's children, and you fuck it up all the time. In the next episode, she starts asking Boo for relationship advice. I get very – we'll get into the next episode. It made me very angry across the board. <laughs> um, what I did enjoy at the end of this episode, she comes back, and they're like – and uh, Fanny tells her, like, they're in the studio. The girls are there. And she goes, I'm working on this new piece. It's kind of different for me, and I just want to ask your opinion on it. So it goes, okay, and they sit down and the girls all line up and they hit the music and it's the song. The, I love uh, it. Uh, they mace me, it's time to dance or whatever. I was like, that's such perfect Fanny. Like, having yeah. that moment, she's like, oh, what do you think? Like, that shade? I just really, that's super fun to me. That was really fun. I also, m- maybe one of my favorite moments of the whole series is so Sasha is in the in that house before Michelle comes back, meeting up with Roman. Right. And they're oh, yeah, yeah. flirting, and they're, they're the, yeah. You're right. They are flirting. I do. I just want to say, and I'm sorry to interrupt. That's okay. I think they actually handle their flirting pretty well. Yeah, because they're awkward about it, and they're kids. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, it's cute and sweet, and they're just about to kiss, and then Michelle comes in, and Sasha turns and looks at her, shocked, and then runs over and hugs her. Yeah. And I thought that was a really sweet. Very much so. Very, And it really captures the weirdness of being a teenager where part of you is still a little kid. Absolutely. And I've, part of you is a, what, you know. Yeah, you're trying, um, you have your, they're a woman or an adult like growing yeah. up. You're dealing with that sort of thing. But then also you need that. You want an adult to make things okay. Right. And particularly for Sasha, who's living in this super turbulent house where they're constantly fighting, the father's gay, all that stuff. Her miss, and she, they kind of set it up early too, where she asks uh, Fanny about uh, Michelle or whatever earlier in the episode. So, like, her being able to have this moment of, like, oh, thank God there's an anchor again. Right. It's unfortunate that her anchor is a fucking mess <laughs> and a problem, but that, I felt that was a really human moment for her to be like, oh, thank God, that's someone, you know what I mean? And I enjoyed yeah. that. And I did enjoy their flirting because it's like, it was cute. She's like, oh, he, the uh, Roman's been in Wisconsin for the summer or whatever because he has an aunt there and they go to her, like, dairy farm. Right. She's like, did you milk anything? And he's like, oh, no, I just mostly stayed in my room and wrote you. And she's like, you see, she got has that little smile that I thought was real cute. But yeah. then he fucks up when he's like, they're sitting. 
for I, again, her house has a bathtub in the middle of the living room for no reason. Yeah. And uh, it's not even by the rest of the bathroom. <laughs> it's just weird. But uh, he's like, so you want to take a bath? And it gets awkward for a second. And he's like, I was kid. I'm next to a bathtub. I just thought it'd be funny. Like, like right. that like awkwardness I thought was good. Yeah, me too. I liked that. I liked how the episode ended. Yeah. But a lot of infuriating things happened getting to the end of the episode. I also think part of the reason I have such a strong reaction to Roman is that he's not Carl. Uh, and oh, Carl yeah. is in the next episode. And I part of me wants to tell him to just fucking run and get as far away from all of this as you <laughs> possibly can. But also, I like him and Boo. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, this episode, episode 12... Is a goddamn mess on every level. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Things are set up and dropped. It is such. It is yeah. the episode that I think, honestly, I finished this episode and I was like, I don't know that I like this show. Like, I right. literally was like, I don't know if I can keep up, if I can keep it up because I just. It's so weird. So, uh,. I don't even know where to start because it's such a goddamn mess. Um, no Fanny, by the way, in this episode, which I think wow. might be part of the problem. I, I didn't think, even realize that. I think Fanny grounds the show in a way in that she is, well, definitely, excuse me, definitely the best actress, but also maybe the most reasonable character. As much right. as she's got quirky shit with her bills and whatever, at their core, she is still like, a woman, she knows how to run a school. She had this relationship with Mike. She's like realistic. Right. And she's, other than the Bill thing, she really doesn't have like crazy, quirky nonsense. Right. Um, so without her, I don't even know where to start. Um, there is, again, uh, uh, Sasha shows up at the dance studio late. So, so it opens with her teaching the tap class. Right. For adults. And the girl, the woman who is the uh, mechanic from Gilmore Girls, who's in the, uh, she's just in the class on the show, who was in the tap dance before. She's not very good at tap. She wants to do a recital for adults. Um, she's like, the kids get to do recitals. Why don't we get to have a show? They have a full two to three minute conversation about this recital. So you would think maybe yeah. that would come up again. Nope. Definitely doesn't. It drops immediately. Um but Sasha shows up afterwards and she's coming and she tells, oh, I didn't – I couldn't nail that move that you were teaching us in class. So I thought I would come back and practice a little bit. Right. Uh, and she goes, oh, that's fine. Just lock up when you leave, which I guess is a relationship that they have but also seems weird, uh, particularly when you know for a fact that that is not what she's here for. Where she's, he, she, Michelle even calls out, oh, where's the, where's, where's the boy? Is he outside or is he coming later or whatever? He's already outside. So clearly you know that's not what they're there for. You, again, don't get to do this. You don't get to just be like, oh, yeah, here's your fuck pad. Do what you want. You're an adult. You have to yeah. be an adult sometimes. Can I say a Please. quick thing about recitals? Yeah. The reason that kid recitals are a thing is because just from my niece and nephew having piano recitals, it is heartbreakingly adorable to see children do try to do anything Absolutely. good Absolutely. or do anything well. And then my niece and nephew's piano recital a few years ago, um, so their mom is Japanese, so they're, they go to a Japanese teacher, piano teacher, and a right. lot of the students are also Japanese-American. And there are these three little whispery Japanese girls sitting behind us. Yeah. Singing along oh. with each song that kids were playing and yeah. and shushing each other. Oh. It was so cute I could not stand it. That's adorable. Now imagine those are a bunch of adults. Yeah. That's why there's not adult recitals, you dum-dum. Nobody want uh, open mic nights. Very few people go to those of comedy or music because they're, it's not fun to see adults be bad at stuff. Yes. It's, when kids are trying <laughs> – there's hope, right? Yeah. There's potential. Maybe they might get good if they practice more. If you're an adult and you're just failing at a thing, it's sad. I don't want to watch yeah. that. Uh, yeah, mm. agreed 100%. So that annoyed me. Um, we also find out in this moment that Michelle is being set up on a blind date from her friend back in Vegas. This guy right. is going to be in paradise and he wants to take you out. His name is Marion. They have a lot of fun because that kind of sounds like a girl's name. 
I have never met a Marion in my life. Other, I mean, there's Maid Marion from Robin Hood. There was Marion Cunningham from oh, Happy that's Days, true. but that's, that's true. the only one I can think of. Right. Um, they go, oh, John Wayne's real name is Marion. Couldn't give a shit. It's a bunch of gags about how bad the picture is, which yeah. I guess work, but don't really. And here's another weird. Th- here's another problem with this episode. They, it comes this blind date comes up a few times, right? She has right. this long scene. Later, she's talking to Boo, and she shows Boo like, "Well, what do you think? Should I go out with them? I can't tell. They have guys about the picture." Which again, weird. Stop asking this sixteen-year-old for your relationship advice. If she right. comes to you and says uh, she has, she wants to ask your advice about something, that is fine. She is your. You have been placed in this position above her. You're a teacher. That is a perfectly reasonable relationship for a child to have with a teacher. It is not okay for the teacher to have that relationship with the child. (laughs) That is fucking weird. Yes. Um, And then for her to give the worst advice ever to Boo made me furious. So uh, So Carl is coming home from camp. I also think it's fun that like I don't know that I had this. I, I went to summer camp for well, Boy Scouts would be like a week long. It wasn't like, you know, these these camps appear to be like two the months or whatever, right? It appears also like most people go to camp in this, like, or leave. Everybody's kind of gone for the summer except for like, like Boo and the other two girls. But like right. the other one, Sasha's at Joffrey, Roman is in Wisconsin, Carl's at camp. It seems to be that like classic summer movie thing of everyone goes away. Right. Carl's coming home for the summer from from camp. Boo's excited, but she was upset because he's coming home early and it's going to throw her plans off. Uh, I thought it was real weird when that 12-year-old girl brought up trimming your pubic hair. I didn't like that. <laughs> um, can I just a quick backtrack? Please, please, One please. quick thing. So as of the blind date discussion, yes. that's the second thing in this episode that is given – uh, noticeable time and attention, and then never heard from. We never see him. We never hear what happened. She, she brings it up at the very end. The very end, she's like, "He wasn't my type." That's the whole. That's yeah. The, after all that that build up, so that's two. That the adult recital, and then the date. By the end, mm-hmm. I think there's like four or five things that are just left. Yeah, it's the sloppiest episode. Yeah. Um. So um, she, but yes, Carl comes. Carl comes back from camp, and a twelve-year-old advises Boo. I, so, so Boo is going like, "Oh, I was going to get my manicure, and I was going to get my hair done. I want, you know, which is cute. That's fine. I yeah. get it. That's perfectly reasonable." And then she says something about like and something else or something to that effect. And uh, the girl says like, "Are you talking about grooming your under there or whatever?" And it's like right. you're twelve. You've also what's so weird about that too is that particular character has previously been like I'm 12 we shouldn't be talking about this right <laughs> yes. like that happened in a previous episode so then also have her say this was so fucking weird and then what it turns out that Boo is talking about is shaving her legs above her knees right which is like perfectly cute and like yeah. innocent but like just to have this 12 year old thrown in it's just so weird I didn't it, I didn't like it at all and then also everyone's blown away by the fact that the tall one's reading a book yeah that's so dumb like she seems perfectly smart I yeah. not granted we don't see them do a lot of homework that's just not what the show is but like right. I have no reason to believe that she's they're go, they're all they're taking pictures of her reading a fucking book because they're so blown away by it right and then they literally have so it's such a dumb gag. She's like fallen behind in her uh, summer reading list or whatever for school. So at one point she is listening to one audiobook while reading a different book. Yeah, it's that's the dumb that's a Amy Sherman Palladino classic yeah. dipshit move. It's such and it's not it's not funny. Yeah. It makes her seem real stupid. They play her up to be real stupid in this episode. At one point, like when she, the book she's reading initially is The Great Gatsby, and she's like, ah, I'm halfway through this book. The whale hasn't even shown up yet. And they're like, oh, there's no whale in that book. And obviously, she, uh, the gag is supposed to be she's mixing it up with Moby Dick. But, like, you've read half the book. <laughs> there's no, How do you not know that you're not reading Moby Dick at this point? I was like, why did the – I find it annoying that the go-to sort of source of humor for everyone on the show is just make them real stupid. Yeah. There's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, un, un, for, if someone were that dumb, they wouldn't be able to function. Absolutely. 
Yeah. yeah. They would have definitely been in special classes. There's no way they'd be able to do ballet. They just fall over all the time. They'd have the shoes on the wrong foot. Like they're just functionally idiots. Yeah. It's so dumb. Uh, I do. I did write, um, I still love Carl. Why isn't this actor famous? He's so cute and charming. He's very charming. And I don't know what he's done. I'll IMDb him, but like, so he shows up earlier than he was even supposed to show up. And she's like, oh, no. And it's cute. She's like, I just, I haven't showered. I just finished right. my thing. Oh, good. I, I stink or whatever. And he is in a very, I thought if it was an adult, it would be gross. But as a insecure teenage boy i totally understood it she he's like she doesn't want to get near him and he goes oh is this about something else like right he says like oh let, like i you know i was good all summer i didn't you know there was no, not like he said something like not like camp marowak is a hotbed of sexual activity or whatever he's like but the girls camp was right across the lake a, a short swim and boys were swimming there every night and it's not safe but i never swam over there i kind of get like if that was an adult having a conversation of immediately being like i didn't cheat on you that'd be weird yeah. But, like, he's, like, an insecure teenage boy. They've kind of had issues in the past where she he finds out she likes another boy. Right. You know what I mean? So I kind of ha- get, like, I thought that was okay. And then her I, – I liked her response. He's like, so what about you? Are you – and she goes, no. And he's like, really? And she goes, I watched Magic Mike twice. That was <laughs> – it's dumb, but it's, yeah. like, it works for Boo. That is a thing that Boo would be insecure about, right? So that right. kind of – I enjoyed that. And then he made her a bow and arrow. He goes yeah. – I, I thought that was great. He goes like, while the boys were swimming over to the, the girls' uh, camp, I carved this for you because I know how much you like Hunger Games. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, that was really cute. Yeah, at first when he starts – insinuating she cheated on me i did think "Ooh, this is what people do when they've cheated yeah, this yeah, is yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a bummer i love carl yeah. but then it turns out that's no, not I what think, it was yeah i think it was just teenage. i think the teenage insecurity and it, it kind of yeah. like, it worked for me yeah what doesn't work for me is now truly is also a functional fucking idiot yeah now yes truly's a weird character she always has been she's neurotic she's quirky she's whatever but as far as we've known, she has successfully run a business in this town. Right. It is the one dress shop, but it is a success. Everyone buys their fucking dresses from Sparkles. Right. We find out in this episode that she she shows up at, uh, at Michelle's place and she's got a, there's all these dresses because her landlord has locked her out. And she goes, oh, she just hates me. That's why. And Michelle's like, oh, don't you have a lease? And she goes, oh, no. And we find out that her landlord sent her a lease. An updated lease when the lease expired and raised the rent like $1,200 a month. It's like a 40% raise. So she threw the lease in the the fire and stopped paying rent. You don't (sighs) – what is this world? Is no one – I wrote that here. Has anyone on the show ever had a reasonable adult responsibility? (laughs) It drives me fucking nuts. Why? Why is this suddenly a character trait of hers? Yeah. If there was one thing that grounded truly to reality – was that she was a fucking business owner and she did that successfully. And she's also the one who would show up when Michelle was being a fucking idiot and be like, okay, here's how you use a wrench. Here's how you hang a curtain rod. Here's whatever. Here's how you call a plumber. Right. God, every time I say all the dumb things Michelle didn't know how to do, <laughs> I don't know how I've liked this show as long as I have. But yeah, yeah that made me furious. She And then she wakes up Michelle um, and is just talking. I wrote – Truly wakes up Michelle and is talking a bunch of dumb bullshit as she does it and then brings in a customer. Yeah, it's a, in, in that super dumb way, it's like she's like, hey, I need a favor. I have this great – this big client. She's like I always give her the premiere of my line early so she can buy stuff. Is it cool if I bring her by? And Michelle's like, yeah, of course. And he goes, oh, great. Come on in. And she's outside. That stupid gag. To the point where later on Michelle comes home and she's throwing a giant thing at her house with like 20 (laughs) people and drinking wine and and she's like trying to sell them dresses or whatever. And Michelle's like, hey, you can't – like this is not okay. This is my house. Like you got to tell me at least about this happening. To the point where I was annoyed at Truly where Michelle goes, don't I at least get a glass of wine? And and Truly goes, wine's for customers. Fuck you. You're (laughs) in my house. That made me very angry. That was obnoxious. Also, I got mad at Amy Sherman Palladino when the the customer, Jill, that comes in that morning, yeah, yeah. asked for a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. who, who drinks coffee when they're clothes shopping? That's very weird. Like, the wine made sense. It's like a th- – you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. kind of get that. I know, like, if you go to, like, fancy wedding dress shopping or whatever, there'll be champagne or whatever. So that made sense. But, yeah. 
who buy, one who buys dresses at what I'm guessing is nine o'clock in the morning. It was right. all very weird. Um, mm. So that's happening. Carl is, uh, reminds Boo that uh, Boo is supposed to meet her parents, or Boo is supposed to meet Carl's parents, and Carl's going to meet Boo's parents before right. the, he's like, "No, we had this whole conversation. It was like before school started, so it's not too crazy." Blah blah blah. Um, I like Carl's parents. They make sense to be Carl's parents. They're sort of like they're you know, very, clearly very Jewish. That's kind of like they they play up that personality trait. At one point, the father says, "Like that's why the rest of the world hates us because the mom is ordering too much Chinese food," but. <laughs> I thought they were like they clearly have a like a good relationship where they yeah they kind of maybe bicker a little they're both very dramatic but it was fine but what made me furious is so Boo goes to Michelle to ask for dating advice you know I'm supposed to meet her parents and what do I do I want to make sure they like me and Michelle starts to say something and Michelle and Boo says oh so I should just be myself and Michelle's like no you be whatever they want you to be and you hide who you are and you lie completely and you just whatever they like you like and whatever you they don't like you don't like it's horrible advice to give a child yeah and it's horrible advice period because if you are if you just pretend to be something there you're not this isn't a good relationship or whatever and to the point where it actually works, or it doesn't work in the relationship, but the mom goes like, so she, there's a whole dinner scene where Boo is going like, they're like, oh, do you ski? She's like, uh, yes, no, whatever you like or whatever. Right. Annoying. And when she she goes like, I go to the bathroom, the mom's like, this, this girl has no opinions. Like, what is she? She's unbaked bread or whatever. Right. Yeah, that is the response. Like, yeah, your mom, the mom's 100% right. I I feel bad for Boo because she's taking Michelle's dumb advice, but, like, yeah, that just annoyed me, too. That was annoying and terrible advice, and also the examples Michelle gives of why you don't be yourself. <laughs> they're all drunken mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, Yeah, she's like, she says, like, uh, you might have too much to drink and call oh, – it didn't make sure – you might have too much to drink and call your boyfriend's father a pickle puss. Yeah, just like stuff where you're like, that's not you, you being yourself. That's you having too much to drink. You being drunk and <laughs> embarrassing yourself. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get, I didn't like that at all. Um, I didn't love Carl's mom. I thought she was too um, bossy, but I love that it creates an opportunity for Carl to stand up to her yeah. to defend Boo, which made me write in all caps, I love Carl. Oh, I've written I love Carl several times in my notes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, Carl's the best. There's a lot of exclamation points. I have a lot of pro-Carl notes. Um, Carl does stand up for her. Boo's overhearing the mom say, like, oh, she doesn't have any opinions, blah, blah, blah. And he says, like, you have to I, – I like her. You know what I'm saying? I might marry this girl. Um, and Boo freaks out because she's like, he's going to ask me to marry her. There's, a, I'm jumping around a little bit because we are actually running a little long. But she goes to the other girls and basically freaks out because Carl's going to ask her to marry him. And Sasha's like, so you've had sex already? And she's like, no, of course not. I would have told you. And she's like, why would you have told me? Oh, I would assume you guys would have that. You seem like best friends. I would thought I would have thought right. that would come up. But Boo apparently they they made some pact in eighth grade that if they ever have sex, they'll tell the other ones. The tall right. one said they'll call during the sex, which is a dumb gag. But I thought the other girl's reaction was so weird. Yeah, like they're being like, "What do you mean? Why would you tell us? That's weird. It's not weird. You're her best friends. It's yeah. a big moment in your life." I didn't like that. Uh, then we he goes. Then he's going to meet Boo's parents. I so Boo's dad. We finally meet Boo's dad. He seems fine. The house is a little chaotic. The, yeah, the boys are running around. They're also babysitting some other boys who are also running around. The mom. <laughs> I like the mom. She's been normal, if a little flighty, for the whole show. Right? right. She kind of like she maybe doesn't eat the best or whatever. She's making paella for dinner, and she's. And they're like, oh, why didn't you make something simpler? And she goes, oh, it's just a whatever and saffron broth. How hard could that be? And then she goes, why is, why is mine green? The picture is brown. And she, and she goes, I know, barbecue sauce. That'll make it brown. And she just dumps a bottle of barbecue sauce into the paella. What? Yeah. Also, I thought she was pregnant and on bed rest oh, in the last episode. 100% accurate. Never referred to again. Nope. Getting around doing a bunch of shit. Making and paella with barbecue sauce. Don't even know if she's still pregnant. <laughs> good, good point. Um, mm. But Carl being Carl, 
I love. He's very Carl-like. He does the opposite of what Boo does and is just himself. Yeah. Right? And they tell embarrassing stories about her or whatever. Um, he, like, makes bananas foster for dinner. And then after – once the mom leaves, he's like, hey, let's help your mom clean up. And he starts picking up the dishes. I'm like, Carl's the best. Uh, and then Boo freaks out and goes on this random, like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll marry you. And it'll right. be it'll be hard, but we'll go to college together and blah, 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 blah. And he explains, like, look, I was just being dramatic because my mom talks a lot and it's the only way to get her to listen to me. Obvious, like, I think it's a little early. Carl is, like, the only sane person in this universe. Also, um, the little brother's dance. <laughs> Where did that come from? Comes out of nowhere, leads nowhere. Out, out of nowhere – we come almost like it was from a commercial break. We come back and a little brother who we have not met, by the way. We've seen blurs of children running around, but we haven't had right. a moment where like we know this kid is in like a cowboy costume with a with a mustache and doing a weird, not even a real dance to like cowboy music. It's very strange. And then the mom goes, oh, it's great. You never know when it's going to end. But I don't know what's happening. Very weird. I would also like to discuss the new kids in school. Yeah. What what show are they from? And when did it have a crossover with this show? Because it makes no sense. They're, it's first day of school. They're talking about how, oh, the freshmen look so young or whatever. It's their senior year. And then a boy and a girl, or I should say a grown woman and a teenage boy, because yeah. that is a grown woman, yeah. pull up on a scooter as if they're in like a 40s movie from Italy and everyone's like, oh, who are these kids? They're a buzz. The girl speaks like nine languages. Yeah. Uh, Farsi and Japanese and all this shit. The boy is like, they go, oh, I hear he's a great violinist, but he's playing the piano. He's also a great artist. He draws all this stuff. The girl is is like a she, – she doesn't exist in the real world. At one point she's at her locker and she's speaking another, yet another language and she's talking to a, another person in that language. And they're all watching like, oh, what is this girl or whatever. She like out of nowhere just like does a little twirl and walks away. But when she twirls like a sweater or something that she's wearing falls to the ground. She just fucking leaves it there. Just walks the fuck away. Yeah, it's a tearaway like a tearaway skirt or something like you would have as a prop in a show where you yeah, tear yeah, yeah, your yeah, yeah, and yeah. wearing some costume underneath. This is so weird. And also they make a point of saying that these two kids have – they changed their clothes like three times throughout the course of the school day. Right. Full on different outfits. At one point, the girl <laughs> sets up a picnic basket on the lawn as if she's fucking Amelie. Right. Complete with a bottle of wine. <laughs> no one says uh, – the girl. The kids are like, is that wine? What's happening? But there's no adults. No one's like – why? she's got like cornichons and brie and a bottle of wine. I would it, – it is – so jarringly not of the show that we are watching that yeah. I I just I, I was I'm, I'm dumbstruck I have no idea what's supposed to be happening. Uh, Jenny goes to talk to the brother. He says a bunch of dumb shit that annoyed me, <laughs> like just dumb shit. Like he she says uh, she asks him where they're from, and they go, oh, "We're kind of nomads. We just got here from Bavaria, from Bavaria or something." And she. I don't know why fucking Jenny knows this, but she goes, oh, that's where Max Ludwig whatever's castle is. I've always wanted to see it. And he says, you want to see it? Uh, as, what was it? He says, how he saw it or how it is. Like, you, you want right. to see it the way he saw it or the way it really is. And I was like, what? You're 16. What is this? <laughs> What's happening? But then at the end, of course, we find out at the end that uh, the woman, the girl is in their ballet class and she is – a tremendous dancer. She is and, a great and she's dancer. also she's a great dancer, but she's also like clearly a grown woman. Yeah. Which is so weird because I feel like they've done a really good job of casting kids that look like kids. Yeah. Like Boo and the rest of them, they all look like girls. And then this 30-year-old shows up out of nowhere and it's right. I'm so confused by what's going on with this show. Yeah, that is really it is really weird and we haven't even talked about because I know we're running out of time about Truly's sister. Who? So the landlord shows up. They have a de- so the, she basically is like Michelle's like, look, we'll go to uh, neutral ground. We'll meet at the Oyster Bar. I'll go with you for support, uh, so you can meet with this landlord and figure out something to do because this isn't going to be sustainable. 
the sister shows up. It is Paris Geller from Gilmore Girls, the character right. Paris Geller, who I love. Great actress. <sighs> they have this conversation. Up until this point, the land, it's just a landlord. We find out at this meeting it's actually truly sister. They've had this huge falling out because truly stole a boyfriend from Paris. Hubble. Right. She stole Hubble from this other – from the sister and also gave the sister's daughter a concussion. That comes up in the conversation mm. and it's like laughed about. That is not OK. And also the fact that the, – so Paris says they were just about to get serious and she really liked him and truly knew that and stole him away anyway. Yeah, yeah. No comment on the fact that this makes Hubble look like an even bigger piece of shit. Garbage. Absolutely. No one – here's what I will say. No one steals someone away from somebody. Right. That person leaves of their own adult decision-making process. Unless you kidnap someone, you right. haven't stolen them. That person chooses to cheat on their partner and then leave them for you. So, like, I get you being mad at your sister for being part of that because obviously she is a, a party to that. But, like, it just makes Hubble seem like that much worse of a person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't like any of that. I mean, I like that Paris showed up because I'm a fan and it was a nice little cameo. But I didn't like that at all. Um, and then also at the last – I just want to get back to the uh, the dance. So the woman shows up. She does this dance. It's great. She's actually a tremendous dancer. I thought the music was good. They're all like, oh, shit, competition or whatever. And right. then – the brother is just upstairs. I don't know how he got up there and why he's allowed to be up there. Isn't that where they change? Like I don't have a – I don't like it. And he throws a, a paper airplane down to Jenny and she opens it up and it's a drawing of that castle and it's this tremendous right. drawing of that castle. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? Um, yeah, this episode was such a mess. And then at the end there's a last minute moment of, of Michelle being like, oh, yeah. That date didn't work out. It wasn't my type. It's like talking to yeah. Sasha. Yeah, and they kind of make fun of him being named Marion again. And she tells her, like, look, you have to – you got to go home. You can't keep doing this. The mom shows up. Sasha's right. mom shows up. show ends with Sasha's mom showing up and being like, oh, finally I found you. She's so shitty, by the way. The mom is like, I've been looking all over for you. You don't answer your phone, which I agree. But then she's like, I thought you'd like to know he's leaving. So what do you mean he's leaving? Your father, he's leaving. Like that's how she tells her that her father's moving out to go live with her, his gay boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, yeah, you got a choice. You either go to San Jose with him or you come to uh, Encino with me or whatever. And Sasha's like, but I have like school and my life and ballet. That's clearly the thing I'm trying to do and I can't leave my training or whatever. And that's how the show kind of ends. Yeah. This episode was such a sloppy mess. That I just – I was so angry at everyone's decision-making except for Carl and Boo. Yeah. Um, the, this brother-sister that show up is – they're from another show. Like they don't <laughs> exist in the world that we've seen. I just – I don't – it's almost like they brought in other writers. It just felt so weird. Did did Mork and Mindy do – or did Mork do a guest spot on Happy Days <laughs> yeah, before yeah, yeah. that show even though it's from a totally different time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like. That's so sure. funny. Uh, anything you want to plug? we got to wrap this up. Uh, um, November 6th, I'm doing a show as part of the New York Comedy Festival at the New York Comedy Club at 10.15 p.m. with John Early, oh, Andrew awesome. Dismukes. Kelsey Kane and Martin Urbano. That's super fun. You should definitely go to that. Uh, if you are in the Austin area, I am headlining Cap City Comedy Club the 31st through the 3rd, whatever that week is, Wednesday through Saturday. So come to those shows. The Sting is the first Wednesday of the month. we got a killer lineup coming up here. So that first one will be November 7th. Uh, check my website, chriscubiscomedy.com, for all the dates. Rate, review, subscribe. Do all that good stuff. It really helps us out. Check out the Patreon. we got good shit going on over there. And we will see you next week.